Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. What's going on, everybody? This is Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Super excited to be back. It's been a little break due to the holiday season, but we're very excited to be back this year uh, to hit some topics as we jump into different things that we believe would grow our Thrive family. Uh, some friends that you have might get introduced to Jesus. Some different topics that we feel would really encourage and and really just inspire and grow people. And so with today, uh, I'm super excited to start with this group with this team. First off, we have Pastor Eric on the podcast today. Welcome back, Pastor Eric. Thank you. Hey, everybody. God bless. We missed you. I miss being here Good. with you guys in this room <laughs> with the mic in my face. There you go. It's my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Good, good. Try not to get too angry like like the last couple of sessions. The last one you were good though. I, I behaved. Good. I prayed today before I oh, came. Oh, okay, in. good. So we'll see what happens. And then we got Pastor Matt Lascavio. Yeah, hey guys. And Excited Pastor Matt, there. you have a new role now. That's right. Which is super cool. Tell us about it just a little bit. Yeah, so I, I think the official role title is Student Ministries Pastor. Um, so I'm taking over as youth, young adults, and then the the internship, running the internship program. And I'm super excited. Uh, just have a passion for the young people of our church and wanting to see them come to Jesus and develop that relationship further. So I'm super excited to to run in this role. Very cool. And then for those that do not know me, my name is Pastor Chris. I'm one of the pastors on staff as well. And so today we're just going to jump right into it. For those of you that follow us on this podcast, you kind of know what we do. We usually talk about a topic that's going on maybe in the culture or something that's going on that we feel would really help you follow Jesus in a greater way. We have been on this series really on heart and soul. We've been talking about heart and soul. It's been a powerful series. It's our new theme for the year year. And also within that, we've been in 21 days of prayer every start of the year, the beginning of January or the beginning of the year in January, we do 21 days of fasting and prayer. It's a great way to kind of set our eyes on Jesus, uh, prioritize the right things, get us focused in for the year. And so I thought it'd be good today. And and the creative team thought it'd be good today that the topic today would be on prayer and devotion. I think this is something that's so powerful. This is uh, probably my favorite topic to talk talk about. Yeah. Um, but it's also something I think that's very confusing. I think people have a lot of questions. I think sometimes there ends up being this uh, mind gap. Like there's this this space where we, we know we're supposed to pray and we know that's what Christians do or we were raised in a religious culture. And if you raise, were raised in that, prayer is a part of that, but then the consistency and, and it being really part of your life, right? And and so there's there's kind of this uh, empty space sometimes. And so I think this is really cool. And, and I think the people that are talking on this podcast are great. I know Pastor Matt and Pastor Eric personally, and I know that they're people who pray. I think that's so important before we even talk about prayer is learning from people who pray. And so I think that's really, really good. So I'm just going to jump in with a couple questions. And these are questions yeah. that actually the creative team asked um, some of the youth, some young adults, just some people um, that we know uh, that are newer to Jesus or have been a Christian for a while, but still questions they have on prayer. And so I'm just going to jump in with the first one and we're just going to define it. And I would love to hear how you guys define it. What is prayer and devotion? What does that look like? And maybe what does that look like in general? And what does that look like to you? So Pastor Eric, I'm going to go to you first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh Simply, prayer is conversing with God. Yeah. It's, it's, it's communion with God in terms of, simply put, sharing and receiving. 
It's having a relationship with God where there's dialogue, and right. dialogue is two ways. That's good. So it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. It's a, a chance for us to share our hearts, and then a, a chance for us to listen. So it's sort of a giving and receiving. I think that's, that's key. Um, prayer, prayer and devotion, we talk about devotional life or devotional living. I like to think about it holistically. Prayer is a part of devotional living. Good. Yeah. Um, and and I, it, the component of prayer is that, that dialogue, that communion, but devotional living is prayer and, and meditation and scripture reading and worship and fasting and, um, and, and, and corporate um, being in community, Bible study. So, yeah, pr- it, it, and, and, and really I would just want to kind of, for, the, for those that are, struggling with their prayer life and kind of regularly spending time in communion, sharing and receiving from God in prayer. I just want to let everyone know prayer prayer is opportunity more than anything. It's opportunity to be shaped and to listen and to grow. So rather than looking at it as a duty alone or a habit or a chore, if we just looked at it as opportunity, if you have the opportunity ever to speak to someone who knows everything about what you're interested in, it could be a, a coach in sports or a business leader in your business or um, whatever discipline it is. If you love cooking and you have a chance to talk to the best cook ever to learn from them, that's what prayer really is. It's, it's opportunity to learn from the one that knows everything about you and about what's best for you and how to get through this life and how to raise your kids. So prayer is opportunity um, to share and receive. That's how I would put it simply. Good stuff. Yeah. Pastor Matt. Yeah, I think you defined it really well. Um, one of the things I love that you emphasize is the receiving. I think sometimes when we're first learning to pray, we just say some words. You know, like we just sputter stuff out to God and it, and we don't really sit and wait. And I think a big part of devotion is, is, is learning to hear from God, right? Is learning to not just say what is on your mind and venting, but also receiving from him. So I think that's so good. Um, and just, just, I, I think it, it is all in one because your prayer is, you know, what God is speaking back to you is always going to be in, aligned with the word, right? So if you're in your word, if you're devoted, if you're reading your word, you'll always learn how to um, receive and hear from God. I think hearing from God is as much a part of prayer as just saying things. So I think that's so good. I think also devotion looks different for different people. Um, you know, some people wake up super early in the morning. Some people pray before they go to bed. Some people middle of the day at lunch. You know, I think um, finding a rhythm. One of the things I, I've learned to do is I'm one of those guys. I'm not a huge morning person. I'll pray, in the, but I, I'll force myself to pray in the morning, right, to start my day seeking God. Right. I think especially if you're not a morning person, starting your day seeking God um, is just so critical. And, and it's a huge part of 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 devotion, really. That's good. I, I think uh, a lot of people that I've met um, just talking through this topic, uh, I, I think they have a heart to do it. But sometimes they're just confused on where to start or how to be yeah. consistently. And, and then I think, too, a lot of individuals feel that. If my prayer life doesn't look like someone else's prayer life, then it's not as valuable or it's not as important. Right. So just real fast, I'm going to go back to Pastor Matt just real quick because you hit a couple. What what does your 
what does it look like for you? Mm. Like, and, and it'd be cool if you can get as practical as you can and as much as you'd like to share. Sure. Um, but what does yeah. that look like for you? What do you normally do? What do you not do? And then yeah. I'm going to jump to you, Pastor Eric, on what that looks like for you. And, and it's cool to hear that because I think giving examples is really, really important. And, and you find that in scripture, like Moses talked to God in a different way than Jesus did in a way that Daniel did. Yeah. And so I think it's really important that, that, uh, we talk through it because I think it can help some people. So okay. Pastor Matt, go ahead. Yeah, I would say the first thing I do is make sure I'm I'm alone and go in a place and turn everything off. Okay. Right? We live in such a culture where it's like if the TV's on, my head will snap and look, you know, every once in a for while. Sure. So turn- where, where is that for you? For me, I go, we have this, well, it's my daughter's playroom. It's nice. kind of funny. It used to be Come my playroom. That's All now right. turned into my daughter's play- hey, playroom. But good. I'm like, See, and this is the stuff I think we need to, they need to hear because yeah. it works. Come my, on. My, my daughter's playroom is going to be anointed. She's going to go in there and when she's playing with those toys, <laughs> The, the spirit of the Lord is going to be on her. She's going to like uh, practice to be like Benny Hinn and just like make her toys fall out. <laughs> she is. Okay, she is. good. Good. She's going to be there. But I, I go in there. It's always been my prayer room. You know, I'm like, you know what? Hey, I'm still going to go in there. And I, I turn off the light. Well, if you know, I turn off the light just to, to kind of close my eyes, focus on, on what the Lord is saying. Uh, a lot of times what I'll do first is read my word and just get in the word, hear what God is saying. Um, and then I'll, I'll put some worship music on and I'll really just, what I like to start with is, is meditate on a passage, right? Mm-hmm. On a particular passage. And if there's something, you know, that I've been struggling with an anxiety, a stress, a worry, I'll pray that passage over my life first. Um, cool. and just kind of, you know, begin to let God melt it off. And one of the things I, you know, I, I, you start giving God glory and then kind of, I pray that passage melt it off. And then I'll start my list praying for people, praying for things, praying for, um, that type of stuff. But I think kind of hitting, giving God glory, um, praying for the things that I'm, you know, dealing with and then praying for people, I think is how I do it. For sure. Good stuff. Pastor Eric. No, that's good. I'm typically a, a morning prayer but the caveat would be God will sometimes interrupt my day. Got it. Okay. And just That's good. call me to him and I'll, I'll know I need to do that. You know, he's, he's showing me something. He's revealing something to me. But typically it's in the morning um, and I'll put some worship music on. Okay. If I'm at it, sometimes I'm at a desk, whether it's here at church or at in my home, and just put, put my hands together like a child <laughs> praise and cool. put my head on my hands and, and, uh, and just lean in. Um, I also really value posture mm. when I pray. So mm, that's great. So that, that, that those clasped hands and that head bowed and getting on my knees, sometimes getting on my face in prayer, um, matters to me. That's mm. not, and it's biblical, but it's not like required. But right. for me, that physical posturing is saying something. It's good. It's 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 echoing physically, symbolically, my heart's intent. It's good. And then, of course, um, incorporating scripture reading, um, or oftentimes I'll be reading a book that is speaking of a particular topic, and mm-hmm. I, and that is oftentimes useful yeah. for my devotional life because I'll yeah. highlight something that isn't just knowledge. Right but it's understanding uh, yeah. as to something about the word or the nature of God. So, uh, and worship is always a part of it, to be honest. It's, it's, that's why for me, it's, it's not just a prayer life, right? Sure. It's this devoted life that yeah. incorporates all these different elements. elements. Yeah, they're intertwined, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they can kind of braid together in 30 minutes um, and, and all be what I did at that time. 
Um, and I know one of the things that came up, one of the topics that came up was how do you pray without ceasing? And I think that's that mindset of mm. I'm not just praying for 30 minutes or I'm not engaged for 30. I'm, I'm doing that to orient myself. Yeah. I'm doing that because I have an opportunity to hear from the God of the universe. Right. And, and who doesn't want to give the expert of experts undivided time? Right. But then you got to go to work and you got to take your kids to school and you got to go shopping. And, and so it's about, you know, carrying on that conversation, that connection, that mindfulness mm. all the time. I think that's really the secret to most people's turning the corner. Yeah. It's not like something they checked off their list. So they spent 20 minutes doing Bible reading and praying, but it's connecting that, that, uh, kind of that springboard. That's like a springboard for the rest of your day. Right. It's good. And then carrying on that communion. Yeah. I think that's good. I think people tend to land on either side. I think you have to have both. I think, um, there's people who will just think that they're going throughout their day because they have a Christian vibe about them. Correct, <laughs> dude. So true, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm just, I'm just like Jesus all the time. And it's like, no, right. relationship takes intentionality. It takes work. It takes yeah. work. Like marriage yeah. takes work. We talked to everyone's married in here. It takes yeah. work. Yeah. If I never communicate with my wife, talk with my wife, Undivided hang out. attention. Right. But at the same time, that moment is not the only time I'm married. I'm right. married all the time. So I yeah. act like I'm married all the time, whether that's I'm in good. front of my wife or not in front of my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it, that's really good. It, you definitely need both. I want to go into the posture thing in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, it, it's really, that, that, that I think is really key for people because I think in, when we're talking about prayer, they get, we can get so caught up in the religious acts of prayer, but what do those mean? And how is that really allowing God to transform your heart and change your life and live a life, right? John 15, in the vine, being connected, pray without ceasing, living like with, through the Holy Spirit constantly. Um, but posture and, and, and actions are so key. I remember when I was younger, just something I did, I, I was really intense um, when I was a teenager and I still am a little intense, but I've come down a little bit. Pastor X helped me with that. Um, but, but I was, and so I remember when I was younger, when I was like 17, I would, and, and you mentioned it, I have to, and you mentioned it too, I got to go to my daughter's toy room or I got to go to a desk and mm-hmm. go on my knees or cuss my hands or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so key because I remember when I was a teenager, I was so passionate about trying to pray, but I would just fall asleep because I love taking naps. If you didn't know that about me, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's just true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what I did was I had to like do something. So I took out my bed my senior year and I slept on the floor because I heard a friend of mine say a missionary to, that he, the way he helped him pray, like to get better in his prayer and devotion life, he, he decided to sleep on a floor because it was uncomfortable. And so I think it's that intentionality. You have to sometimes do things to get to a place where you want to go, whether that's you going on your knees, finding your place, getting your coffee ready, going to the toy room, yeah. your prayer closet. For yeah. me, it was just not having a bed. Don't worry, I have a bed now. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that to my wife. <laughs> but 
that's really, really good. And, and posture, I think, is exactly that. It's, it's the ability to put yourself somewhere physically that causes you to really have undivided attention. I think that's half the game. I talk about sometimes where sometimes you just need to go to the gym to work out. Like there's people mm-hmm. that think so they can good. work out sure. in the garage and they right. never do. How mm-hmm. many, right? Right. Like how many times where we've had equipment and we're like, oh, we're going to work out on the treadmill. We do yeah. it for a week and we don't. That's so good. sometimes you got to do that. And so you, sometimes you got to position yourself mm-hmm. and you got to get to that place. So for me now, uh, just if you're curious for me, I, I tend to spend a lot of time with Jesus in my car on the way mm-hmm. to the gym and from the gym. I do that every morning for the most part. And then about once or twice a week, the goal, it's never perfect, is I, I have this little lake by my house mm-hmm. and I'll do a prayer. I, I kind of walk, talk mm-hmm. with Jesus and then spend time with my Bible and I just sit in front of my lake. I don't know, water is cool to me. Yeah, that's great. And, but right, it's like a place. It's a place. Yeah. And so where I wanted to get to though is, um, and I think this is really good, how much, Pastor Eric, of that posturing was taught by your parents because you have a unique upbringing with like growing up in a, in a home with Pastor Lee and Pastor Marty and amazing saints and heroes that just loved God and always shown that. How much was it of that? Uh, and then how much was it developed in your own walk and you learning? I'm just curious about yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. My, I, I saw my parents at home on their knees. Mm. Um, in fact, one of my favorite pictures of all time is my grandfather who, who, you know, had to sleep in a hospital bed. He had some health issues. But he, I walked by his room and took a picture of him. He was, he accidentally, the door was left open or kind of cracked. And I looked in and he was on his knees in his jeans, his white tank top and his suspenders <laughs> and bare feet praying, Come right? On now. Before That's he good. got ready for bed. <laughs> That's yeah. great. And, and so I, though, and I think those things matter. Mm-hmm. So parents out there, don't be afraid to model prayer. Your children good. need to see you pray at the dinner table, get on your knees and pray. It's something that'll never, they'll never forget. Um, but you know, I also had the privilege of growing up in a Pentecostal church where you acted out your faith. You raise your hands, you shout, you jump, you dance, you go to an altar. So you walk, right? You kneel, you can even get on your, in a prayer meeting, get on your face. They, you know, Jericho march around the sanctuary, (laughs) you know? So, so the, the, the connection of body and soul is one of our advantages, I believe. And, and again, biblical, it's not unbiblical. It's not making it up. It's scripture. And so I, I, I kind of learned to just raise in that context and I'll act every single one of those things out in my own prayer time. I'll, I'll pace. I pace a lot Good. and I'll be praying with throwing my hands around, you know, and jump and I don't dance very well, but the Lord <laughs> likes how I do it. And yeah, there so, you, go. you know, and, and on my knees and on my face and seated. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's where I got it. Just Good that stuff. context. I promise we won't take your, your prayer dance and put it on TikTok. No. So. <laughs> or you're funny. fired. But there yeah, you go. We're going to be fired. looking for a bunch of new pastors because they're going to embarrass, <laughs> embarrass me in my old age. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, just one more question. I think this is really good. Does, um, is, was there a moment... So you had those moments when you were younger of images and pictures in your mind, or even maybe you took them of, of heroes and people, but in your personal walk with Jesus, was there a moment ever where the, the, the light bulb turned on of, okay, now this is my walk and this is what I have to do personally? Or for you, was it 
it just it just happened. Like, all right, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. Like, there maybe wasn't a light bulb, but it was just an easy um, change. And I, and I ask that because I think some people are waiting for a, sometimes an experience. Yeah. To then change your internal life. Mm-hmm. You know, Pastor Matt's on the series called Behind Closed Doors and Youth, which I think kind of stems to that. But I think we're waiting for this moment. And sometimes that's how God does it. But that's not how everybody operates. So you can wait for this moment from God forever. And God's like, bro, you could have started yesterday. <laughs> right. But for some people, it is like a camp or a conference and a kickstart something. But I just, you know, it's interesting because someone asked me, I, I went away for a couple of days to spend time by myself. And just just a few weeks ago, I went away for two days without Lori the kid, just to pray and to study and to vision. And when I get back, someone asked, so, you know, was it a mountaintop experience? You know, what did God reveal to you? And I have to be honest, like I've never had, I've had very few mountaintop experiences Mm -hmm. where I go and the skies part and the earth shakes and there's an audible voice (laughs) and my life is transformed. For sure. Um, And there's been times I like wonder, like, why not? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Everybody else. It's like when that guy, when the guy comes to preach, like the prophet or the evangelist or whatever his title is that day, Uh (laughs) and like he hits everyone in the line and then skips you. you Right. What about me? (laughs) You know, and and you know, and 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 there's been times I'm like, wait a minute, I have never had Mm. the sky open, right? Like that that type of experience. And and so I told the I told the person, I said, no, I I didn't. And, and I, I kind of flushed it out for 10 seconds and I said, you know, I, I think that if you consistently stay close, it's good, right? you're never that far off. Like I've, I've never had to have this incredible left turn or U-turn in my marriage, in my life, in my leadership where, boy, if God didn't open the skies and speak, we were headed off a cliff. They've been like, I hear him. And he Good. speaks and he leads. And there's been significant moments in our ministry, for example, where there's been change, like fairly dramatic change. And yet they always felt natural. Like, no, this is what we should do. And it, and it pleases the Lord and there's peace. And it might be like, okay, it still takes a lot of faith. It isn't like it doesn't take a lot of faith. Sure, right. When we bought this building... It was uh, a, took a, a big step of faith because really on paper it made sense, but you know how paper is and there's always unknown expenses and are we really going to be able to do this? But at the same time, there was peace in it with God and it also was the next thing to do if we were going to be able to reach more people. Right. So it, w- it wasn't like the sky had to open, yet we yeah. saw God's miraculous intervention. Right. So for me, it's never been that. It's always been this sort of natural, like progression of this is how I pray, this is how I, what I say, this is where I go, this is what I do, mm. without needing this incredible juxtaposition of where I was going and now I have to go a different way or do it a different way. So, so with my devotion life, it was just sort of this natural outcropping of how I was raised probably in the scripture that I read and yeah. maybe my personality. So there could be someone who's going to spend a lot more time in the scriptures than you do in prayer. Yeah, for sure. Because they're more, they're built more analytical, more sure. of like yeah. less emotive, more intellectual. 
it doesn't diminish. They need to pray still, right. but it doesn't diminish their walk because they might be spending more time in study than in prayer. As long as we're do, engaged in, in, in all of that, you know, especially as the spirit leads us. For sure. Good stuff. Oh, good. Pastor Matt, you have a different story. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so where, where is that? Is it mountaintop experience every weekend? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right, everyone's different, but yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Where I, did that start? Yeah, I would say I've had a couple experiences where I was like, whoa, the presence of God is heavy, but I don't, I, I, I grew up in church. I grew up in Catholic church. So there wasn't that like not Pentecostal church, right? There was, there wasn't often times in my youth where there was moments like, Ooh, you, yeah. where you tangibly yeah. just feel the presence of God. like seven times I was on standing Sunday, up, right? Down, because of Catholic yeah. church. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I've had a couple moments in my life where it's like, Oh, this is this is completely new, and and I think the Lord is, gave me a couple mountaintop moments. But what I've found actually is, as I've gotten closer to Jesus, I've had less and less mountaintop moments. And it's something that I've been like, I've been, I was like, Lord, why don't I? Because it's something you want, right? It's like, oh, I want that mountaintop moment, right? I want that moment where it's like God just speaks and it's just so clear. But what I've realized is, you don't, as you begin to get closer to Him, you don't need Him as much. And and the Lord's like, do you you know you hear my voice, right? You don't need the moment where it's yeah. like He just just makes everything so clear because I can hear the whisper. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like as I, you get closer, think, you hear the to, whisper. Yeah. And just to clear it up, I think it's not like we need them every day. I know what you're saying though. It's yeah. like that feeling or oh, that sure. Yeah. That, that physical presence or however God would hit you. Right. I think he does that out of kindness to reassure faith. That's good. Yeah. But then as you grow, yeah. it's not as necessary. Right. Like you can function without it because you know he is with you. Exactly. And then you there's moments him. where it's really, really clear and yeah. he just hits. I, I'm in the same boat, bro. Yeah. I remember when I got saved, it was, and, and I think because of my upbringing and how crazy it was with, with not having a mom, with not having a dad, a lot of stuff yeah. in my heart and a lot of just heart, heart, heartache. And so, yeah. so God was just moving like in my life and he still does, but, but man. And then as I began to grow, um, and really start to mature, I realized like I encounter him in that way less and less. Yeah. It's, but just because it's different doesn't mean it's worse. Right. Right. Go ahead, Pastor. Exactly. Yeah. Just to jump in quickly, it, this isn't to diminish the, the moments where you're overwhelmed by God's presence and power. Right. right What's right. interesting I think is that that, that happens in my office and then yeah. it happens on a Sunday morning and then it can happen on when I'm driving to pick up the kids. Right. So, so it isn't that you don't continue to experience the overwhelming power and presence of God yeah. where you're in awe. It, maybe it's, there's a, an appropriate familiarity with it. Mm, it's good. Because when we first came to Christ, like, it was like, whoa, what's this? I can't believe God is this close, right? And then it isn't to be familiar that leads to contempt, right? It's it's the that appropriate sonship where I know what it's like to be in my father's presence. That's good. I'm not going to take it for granted, um, but, but because we've walked with him long enough, there's less U-turns. Right. I think good. that's kind of the deal. The, yeah. There's less U-turns because you're you're going more and more the way he wants you to go. Um, so it isn't to diminish the power of his presence and how we encounter him, even in prayer. Yeah. It can be overwhelming. However, we are more familiar with that is it almost grow to expect it. Like, it, yes, God comes when we pray. Mm. God visits us when we worship. And... 
and how, how we love it. And this is one reason why we do it. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Good stuff. And so I, I think this is really good conversation for people. I, and, you know, one, one of the questions we had on here, I just want to answer it real quick, is do I always have to feel God when I pray? I think to correlate it to what we're talking about, we can chase. I think sometimes people think prayer as a sense of spirituality and we can make spirituality an idol. Right? right? We don't worship spirituality or the concept of prayer. We worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so on the other side, if you're here and you're not feeling anything, it's also not to diminish you. Like you just receive from Jesus different. Everyone does. Yeah. I have friends who, right? I'm on the emotional side for sure. If you know me, you've ever seen me. Depends on the day. But for the most part, like I remember there was a season where every time I like got into worship, I just cried. Like that's just what God did with me. But also I cry in like movies and stuff. So, right, it's it's not because I'm more spiritual than the person. And then I've had yeah. friends who they just look like they're stoic, but I know God's moving in their heart. And so you don't have to feel not saying that you shouldn't feel either. Yeah. I think we can't um, make uh, rules out of extremes, right? And, and I think that's, that's good. really good. But for, for just the viewers, just because we're going to close in just a minute, I want to ask this question and for people who are listening. So I'm listening to this conversation. I'm hearing about it. I'm excited. This has kind of encouraged me. Where do I start? Where would I start? If I were you, where would I start? And I think maybe even share how you started and maybe even some of the stories that you can share, whether they were good, bad, ugly, um, because right, it's not perfect on how you started, why you, like, how could I do that? And maybe just some practicals that have helped you. Sure. Yeah. I would start, um, don't put as many expectations on what you think it should be as like, maybe don't put the expect, don't, you don't think you're going to come in and pray the way Pastor Eric prays. Right. Um, one thing I learned is there, there's a stamina built up, right? If you can pray for 10 minutes and seek God for 10 minutes and block out all distractions for 10 minutes, start there. Uh, my dad, he, he golfs all the time and he, he's always trying to get me to get out to golf. And I'm like, uh, I'm terrible, right? He's really good and I'm terrible. And I don't like losing to my 60 year old father at anything. Um, so I'm, I'll go every once in a while and be like, nope, I hate it. I'm done. Right. And I'll give up. And I think sometimes we can, if we're not careful, prayer can be like that. I would say start, right? Just start, take 10 minutes and learn. It's like the driving range when you go golfing, right? Just take 10 minutes. Next day, take 15 minutes. Next day, take 20 minutes. And I, one of the things I would encourage is start with the word, right? Because when you know the word, when you begin to know the word, you begin to know how God is going to speak to you. He'll never say something to you that's not in his word, right? So you begin to learn his character. And so you begin to learn um, how he's going to answer your prayer, stuff like that. So that's how I would start. Good stuff. Pastor Eric. I think, I think the gym analogy was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, if... I found myself at one point really overweight and I'm still working on it, but I was really, (laughs) really overweight and I realized I have to do something for my health, right? And so I was an athlete, so I knew some things. I, I, I studied, I, I, and I, I started to eat better and I started to go to the gym I never liked the weight room. I hated the weight room. Even when I was a very good athlete in high school, I hated the weight room. It was never my thing. But one thing I learned when I, as I studied was, well, if I gain some muscle, that burns calories 
all the time right versus cardio which i also hate running so, <laughs> so it's just it's just a mixed problem I, I like this sports, is just complicated i like sports where you don't have to try hard there you so, go so um, so what's the corn, cornhole cornhole there you go cornhole, as long as it's not too hot outside there you go <laughs> so so I hated the weight room, but I, I, I learned that if I'm on the treadmill for 20 minutes, I'm burning calories for 20 minutes. If, I'm, if I work out for 20 minutes and gain some muscle mass, I can burn calories all the time. So I decided to do that yeah. because it was more efficient, right? And so going to the gym and, and be, never being a weightlifter, I didn't really know how. And so I watch other people, I'd watch videos, and then I'd get some lightweight and try to learn how to do the exercises. And then I started to eat better, more solid, less fried, all that kind of stuff. Well, I did it for months and really didn't see anything. Mm. And then after about three months, I noticed something. Mm. Good. Come on, now. and I'm like, okay, now, now, and then after another month, I saw a little more, right? Uh-huh. So then, like, you get excited, right? You know, start looking a little good in that shirt, yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of, and then, <laughs> and and so, and then a little more energy, right. like, then I started to actually feel energy. Where if I worked out for 30 minutes, I felt exhausted. Mm-hmm. Well, you gained that resiliency that Pastor Matt was talking about, yeah. um, that capacity, and then I started to feel better after I worked out. Not, not worn out, right? But the times when I didn't see anything happening, this was kind of the key for me. I knew what I was doing would end up working. It's good. It was gonna work. Like I'm eating better. I am working out better or I'm working out at all. So it's going to work. Yeah. It just takes time. So I think that approach to our prayer life, it's like, just like Pastor Matt said, just do something. Don't worry about what that weightlifter, that preacher, that neighbor, your grandmother does. Like, do something. Yeah. And then do it consistently and intentionally. Like, you know prayer is going to work in your life. You know reading your Bible is going to work in your life. Right. In, your, in your life. You know getting to a Thrive Group is going to work in your life. These things work for your good. You might want this breakthrough in three weeks. Like, I wanted to lose 20 pounds in three weeks. <laughs> but that's not what's going to happen. Right. And you might even think I'm more tired than I was before, like I was. But you know this works. Mm -hmm. So do what works. And kind of connected to the feeling God part, I do think for a listener, might, might need to hear this, that we don't pray to feel something. Absolutely. Like that's not, if you pray to feel something, you're wrongly motivated. Yeah, you, 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 no. you're in the wrong cause. That's, that's, that's just, not why yeah. we do it, although often we feel, but we don't always feel. Right. That's not why you do it. You know, that's not why you pray and devote. And, and, and I know that folks sometimes, because I've exp- I experienced this myself, it's like a child, I've mentioned this before, goes through separation anxiety, where they don't hear their parents, see their parent in the room, they freak out. Or they're dropped off at daycare, they think they're never coming back. So a, a, a well-adjusted child grows past that. In part, they trust their parent yeah. is not going to leave them somewhere dangerous. They are going to come back. They're where they should be. 
And we need to overcome separation anxiety from God, even though he's different than a mother or father in that he's never really gone. Right. right. He just may lower the volume. Uh, yeah. You know? And yep. So he's omnipresent. He is always there, not like a regular person. Um, but like a child has to trust their dad or mom so that they can cope and, and learn at school. There are adults that never overcome separation anxiety Mm -hmm. and it cripples them in their lives. Like literally like 6%, I think I read somewhere of adults have this SAP separation anxiety, something (laughs) sad. It's a dysfunction or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, So, so spiritually we need to grow past that, Mm. that, but God, I know you're here. My prayers sure feel, you know, like they're just kind of landing back on me. Yeah, it's like you're shouting to a wall. That's yeah, how I say it. Yeah. yeah, but he's there and you're right where you should be yep. and you're doing what you should be doing and yes, this works and it's all going to be okay. For sure, for sure. Let me just jump into that. I, I've The best way I've heard it a couple ways is one, um, sometimes when you don't feel God, you don't hear God. It's kind of like a GPS system. When you are making a lot of twists and a lot of turn, the GPS system says, turn left here, turn right here, turn left here. But then you get to a stretch on the highway, 56 miles, go north on the I-5. And then it just doesn't talk. Right. And it doesn't talk because you're going the right way. And so sometimes God will just stop talking or give you that sense, that feeling, because you're going the right way. That's good. Right? Yeah. And then there's sometimes where I think God plays like a hide-and-go-see game with us, where it's like, okay, now tag, you're it. I want you to come after me. Yeah. Right? Because now you got to grow up and now you got to come after me. And then lastly, I think is what we mentioned earlier, is that sometimes God just like lets you walk through a desert because deserts are biblical and deserts are great and we grow in deserts. Things die in deserts and you don't really feel them or sense them. And I think it's so that way you don't create an idol out of spiritual experience instead of really pursuing That's really him. good stuff. Yeah, I really like that. And, and not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but I will say this to add, is if we trust God is who he says he is, then he is never changing. Right. He's always good. He is all-powerful, so there's nothing outside of his grasp. If we really believe that, then what we feel has more to say about us than him. So true. So, and this has to do with people too. Like if we paid attention to ourselves, when we talk to others, if we start to get like panicky or uptight or anger rising up, that has more to say about us Mm -hmm. than the person. Mm -hmm. So if we ever feel like scared, angry with God, that has very little to do has maybe nothing to do, do with God. him. Right. Right. Because right? he can't <laughs> right. ever get it wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so if we find ourselves in the throes of anger or frustration or fear that causes us to start to act in a way that we know displeases God, is disobedient, is against his commands, that is not his problem. That's Good. ours. Yep. Good. Like So I think paying attention, though, I think here's the gift in that, that if we pay attention to our feelings, not to just dismiss them, but if we can, like, why am I mad? Like, why am I upset? What's wrong with me? What's deficient in me? What part of me doesn't trust God yet? Mm. What part of me is still hurt? Mm-hmm. What part of me, and, and it's not just in prayer, but in life, right? Yeah. Why am I, why am I, why, why do I have such a hard time with that person at work? Mm-hmm. Like, 
They're a sinner, we know, like they don't know Jesus and, and, and they're up to no good. Yeah, but I know God and he's got my back. So why am I still so angry or why am I still so upset? Why am I still so worried? That has everything to say about some part of us that still needs to be uh, redeemed, rehabilitated. It needs to grow. That's good. good stuff. I agree. I think that's so good. I think when we feel in prayer or worship or, right, everyone loves that good church service where God hits the room and it's just obvious. I think 99% of the time, those feelings is an indicator of what God's doing inside of us, not on the outside. And so when we don't feel, that's also not God's fault and that he's doing something in us constantly. And then when we feel, and it's not of Jesus, when it's fleshly and sometimes demonic, but that's another topic for another day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep, that's a good one. It's an indicator of what's happening on the inside. That's good stuff. All right, I'm gonna close with this. I just wanna give you a couple tips that have helped me. If you struggle with distraction, if you struggle with, I I wanna pray, but then what's that movie where the dog's always like squirrel? I think it's up. Is it that one? Up. Yeah. I love up. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're if you're that person, Lori and I are the up couple <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's sad because she passes away Wait. first. Well, I'll go first. Okay. She, sounds she's good. Way healthier than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like if you're like right, if you just have you noticed every time you try to pray, everything that you never think of happens to like go into your mind it's at true. that time, right? It's like tired. all of a sudden you need tires. All yeah. of a sudden your closet's dirty. All of a sudden whatever, or you're tired. Sorry, I thought you said you need tires. No, oh, you need tired. tires too. Yeah, that, that tires. sounds like something I would I better do. go check. Yeah, right? Like, wow, you're but, really but, right, everything, right? All of a sudden your kids' rooms is messy and the chores you never thought of or the thing you need to clean or whatever. So here's a couple ways. If you struggle with distraction, what I would recommend is you have a little journal, a little notebook, your phone, whatever, and you write a list down of everything you need to do that comes in your mind and then just let it go. It's good. All right, let it go. If you struggle with distraction, you let it go. Secondly, if you struggle with distraction, you need to find a place mm. with things that don't distract you, right? And that is, and whether whatever worship music you like, whatever the environment you like, turn the lights down or high or whatever, find that place, okay? Find that place. If you struggle, this is real, with falling asleep, all right? Like some of us like, man, I wanna pray, but I just fall asleep. Okay, couple hints. First, when you try to pray, pray out loud. It doesn't have to be screaming, but you know you're awake if you're talking. It's kind of hard to be like, it's like, well, I'm just going to pray in my mind. That turns into like what you would call soaking. And then you're not praying. You're just falling asleep. Yeah, And I'd warn people who just say, I just pray in my mind and you're new to this. (laughs) You're going to fall asleep. Go ahead and pray out loud for a while because yeah, yeah, it it really is a thing. Walk walk around too. Pacing, pacing. So that was my second one. You got to pace. If you've ever seen me at a prayer meeting, if I'm pacing, it's not because I'm super spiritual and I'm intense. I'm tired. So I'm pacing so I can stay awake. All right. And then lastly, don't pray in your bed. Like yeah. that's just an easy one. Don't like, you don't have to get rid of your bed. Like I did, <laughs> but then don't pray in your bed. And then lastly, for those who like, man, I really want to focus. I really want to dive in, uh, just a couple other things to help you as well. Um, you have struggle with just really focusing and, and staying on track. Um, attach prayer with the word. And, and, yeah. and what does that mean? Paper Bible. I know that sounds funny. Not, I'm not trying to get religious. I'm trying to help some of you out. Paper Bible. Find the cover that you like, the print that you like, the version that you like. It can look whatever you... Fall in love with that word. Fall in love with that book and use that book to keep you focused. And turn off your phone. That's a great way. Mm-hmm. Believe me. God doesn't need you to have your phone on for 10, 20, 30 minutes. And you don't need it either. And, and sometimes you just have to schedule it out 
turn things off and focus. So those are just a couple pointers that have helped me in my life as well. Guys, any last minute comments? Going once, going twice. Pray the scriptures. You could pray them. Yeah. Yeah, pray them and, and love love that time. Learn to love it. Right. Rather than just feel obligated. And if you if all you feel is obligated, do it anyways. Absolutely. Please, that's a ridiculous right. excuse. It's past the feeling thing we talked yes, about. We don't the, do things because we feel it. We don't chase is, feeling. The world has sold us on that. Don't buy it. Right. Do it even if you don't feel it, do it. But you'll learn to love that time with him. Good stuff. All right. Hey, I want to end this prayer. I want to end this podcast a little different. I want to pray for you guys. Um, I want to pray that God would just give you a passion and a heart for prayer. And so we're just going to jump in. We're going to pray real quick and we're going to let you guys go. Thank you guys for listening again. Make sure if you were encouraged by this podcast or you know someone who needs to listen to this, make sure you share it. Subscribe. We love you guys. Come on, family. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for my friends who are listening. I don't know where they're at. They might be in their car, might be in their house, might be in a different state. God, wherever they're they're at, I pray that you would put a desire and a passion and a hunger to pray, to worship, to seek you, to devote their life to you. Jesus, you say that blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they they shall be filled. God, I pray that over my friends today, that God, you would give them hunger and thirst and that you would make us poor in spirit. You would have us need you and give us this desire and passion to want you and need you and that that would lead to action and that would lead to intentional time of devotion and development in our relationship with you. God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you guys later. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.